The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about how artificial intelligence and big data are affecting the future of public relations. Joining us is Marcel Sanji, who is the CEO and founder of Presshook, which is an exciting new tech-enabled public relations platform startup founded by a female CEO and serial entrepreneur that is transforming the $100 billion industry of PR. Michelle was recently named to PR Week's dashboard of the top 25 most influential people in communications technology, and her company Presshook offers the first two-sided marketplace that intelligently connects consumer brands and PR agencies seeking publicity with journalists who want to cover their stories. Yesterday, Michelle and I talked about how AI is transforming public relations, and today we're going to continue the conversation asking if PR actually converts into qualified leads. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Michelle Sanji, the CEO and founder of Presshook. Michelle, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Excited to talk a little bit more technology-driven PR. Like I said yesterday, not two things that I would necessarily think sit at the same table, but you're changing minds about how the PR game actually operates and how you can use things like artificial intelligence to get more press, to be better targeted, to create more content, to do better research. So, okay, great. PR now is actually a little easier to master as a channel because we've got artificial intelligence and vendors like yourself making it easier for brands to leverage the channel. Then the question becomes, is this the right channel for a brand to actually focus on? Talk to me about the purpose of PR. Is it all top of funnel? Can you use PR to actually build relationships, get customers, drive leads? Why should brands be doing PR? So most brands that we see, if whether they've tried it in the past and maybe didn't see any results or some that do it and really see the ROI there, I think it really is the, in general, PR is about finding your audience and it's connecting to a bigger market than you could ever market to on your own. And you're getting that person that is really credible in the industry to write about it, to give you a product review, to give you a hopefully positive review on your brand. And these days with the movement to digital, it's just a lot more trackable. It's a lot more transparent to see how it affects your website traffic 
the biggest piece now I'd say people strive for is like the SEO articles because they have the highest ranking and they're really longstanding. So I think that's why a lot of people do see the benefits of getting your key terms or getting your name called out in a quality publication. But yeah, I think that it's changed a lot over the years. I think just especially the change with like affiliate marketing and SEO have really impacted PR overall and just seeing how often you can get your product mentioned in an article. And then being able to see after that, like see your, you know, how you increase in your Amazon storefront to website traffic. And then that really longstanding SEO that paid media can't achieve for you. So it's definitely more of like a long-term benefit and results I think you get than the typical what, you know, how expensive the paid media side can get. I've heard two schools of thought when it comes to public relations. One, if you're early on, you should do heavy PR push in the early days to try to get the word out there and then focus on converting whatever traffic you have once you've built some awareness and credibility. But PR is a great way to blast the message out to a lot of people hopefully with some sense of targeting, and then see who comes in. It gives you an understanding of the people that are interested in the topic. And then you could, with a little bit of an audience and some credibility, start to focus on your other marketing tactics. The other school of thought is ground and pound. Start with paid. You can be very targeted. You can figure out who your ICP is by who is converting and actually becoming your customer. And then as you scale, you can do awareness building activities like public relations. Where do you fit into the two schools of thought? Is it as a first mover, you're an early stage startup, nobody knows about you, so go try to get on the Today Show? Or is it go get some customers and then take that customer data once you have it and tell the world, look how great we're doing? I think it can be a little mix of both, but really I do think it's important when companies do learn how to do it in the right way. I think at first you're maybe not ready for the Today Show or everyone wants to be on the cover of New York Times or Forbes. No Savannah Guthrie right off the bat? (laughs) It's really about finding your right audience, right? And just even if it's small, if you start small in niche publications and trade publications, it's like start building that and getting your name out there. I do think that the problem is even if you're really young and you do paid ads and someone Google's you or looks on Amazon, you don't have any reviews and you have no credibility, that can hurt the potential of those ads that people become interested. They want to do another check, just say, hey, has anyone else used this beauty cream about to buy? So it just gives those young brands that credibility that can be so important from the start. So they can show kind of like a badge of honor, like, look, this, you know, Refinery29 or Oprah or Forbes did include us in the story. Like they've done the checks, they've credited, they've tested us and tried it and look at our review here. So I do think it's doing it all together. I don't think doing one or the other necessarily is the best. Yeah, it's always, it depends. That's kind of the standard answer. We're marketers. That's kind of how we feel about everything. And I'll make this a self-centered question. We rebranded the company last year, and I want to talk specifically about B2B. We went from being a marketing consultancy named after me, Ben J. Shap, LLC, and now we're calling ourselves I Hear Everything, and we're doing content as a service. The business is no longer consulting. It's content production like the MarTech podcast. And we're now just starting to poke our head out and look for where people that are interested, brands that are interested in starting podcasts might live. And I was advised, go do PR, do a press release, get people to start talking about you, and then manage the inbound interest as opposed to go and do things like direct email responses to people that are saying they're looking for content marketing or podcasts. If you're me and you're starting a new version of your business and you're a B2B company, 
What are the strategies that you're going to implement to use PR to actually get qualified leads? I think the beginning, especially, yeah, being in the B2B side is, is kind of different too than the CPG world. The CPG world is a lot of product placement. On the B2B side, I think it really starts off with more being that industry expert of being that thought leadership, really, that you can bring to other press publications and their articles. So I still think it's about finding your audience, what your clients are looking, what they're reading, what they're watching, other podcasts they're listening to, and seeing how you can cross-promote yourself in other ways with other publications and big voices in the industry. So while, yes, I think there's less of like the roundups and things like that in the space for the B2B side, I do think it's more impactful when people are finding more of that expert commentary and then you're using your knowledge and yourself as a thought leader to get yourself out there in that space. It seems like that's usually the tactic that the B2B side is using. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. I guess the big question for outside of my brand and this notion of rebranding and using PR is the sense of attribution. I think a lot of marketers shy away from public relations at first because they don't know how to track it. It is, I'm going to spend four to five figures a month to have somebody who's got some relationships to hopefully get somebody who's going to write on a big public forum about my brand. How do you gauge the impact when you have a placement in a major publication? How do you credit leads with it? How do you understand if it's actually worth the investment? A lot of it is, and I think we're learning more of there's a lot more ways that we can track the ROI and be more performance driven in the PR world. The biggest thing to change the game really has been the affiliate space. So the fact that publishers are using affiliate links and getting commission, it's a new revenue stream for them, but it's also allowing us on both sides to measure the impact because now you as a business can see how many clicks that generated. You can see how much revenue that generated for your business, that one article. And then again, instead of doing paid content and branded content, 
some of that commission is just going back to the publisher. And they are really emphasizing and promoting these articles because they are, in fact, turning a profit for them, too. But doesn't that take away the journalistic integrity of like, I've got a product, Forbes is going to write about, I hear everything. And every time I sell a podcast, they get a cut. Well, people are reading that content for the journalism, for the the actual reporting, not for the promotion. So I'm sure it happens on the B2C side as well. Doesn't that blur the line in the sand? They still select their own content. It's all up to them what they want to write about and how, but then it gets passed up, you know, a commerce team that does put in the links and then they can share a commission model. So I think it's helping these publications. It's helping them stay alive. It's helping us read a lot more organic content than before. You would just be reading content that was fully paid for by a business that is more that branded and advertising. So I do think it helps the journalists write the content they want, but the publication is still just getting some credit for the purchases that they are enabling. I guess I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here because we want people to come and sponsor the MarTech podcast to create content with us and we want to help them tell their story. That's essentially the similar thing to an affiliate model where it is not pure pay for placement, but people are supporting us and so we include them in our content. Maybe just using the term affiliate and having this idea of you're going to write about my brand for the commission seems like it influences what content is being created. And I'll go back to this sense of attribution. Is there an ROI range? Is there an investment and return that generally you think about when you're advising clients on what their PR strategies are or should be? So I don't think you can expect to make a return in the first month or two or sometimes three. And some businesses, it does take longer than others. But eventually, it should have a helpful return. I think in just many ways, whether it's qualitative or quantitative, you see people get articles and then an investor calls them or a retail notices them and starts stocking them down to seeing those like obviously ones that are website traffic sales overall arching, just like sales growth quarter after quarter after starting to do PR. And two, there's other things where we see it as, you know, it's also helpful with like recruitment when you're hiring people for them just to see you and and see you've been credited in the press and what kind of press and buzz that you guys have gotten for your organization. So it just helps spread the word in, in more ways than you can ever do on your own, being in your office on your computer every day. So it's just doing it in the right way. So maybe that is finding the right publicist or agency, or if you're doing it on your own of an internal person, it's just... It is that test and learning process, but eventually, yes, you should see a greater ROI than the investment that you're putting in it. Michelle, tell me a little bit about how at Presshook you're evaluating the impact of a a given placement. Do you guys have any sort of like visualization or dashboard? What do you do to help your clients understand the value you provide? Sure. So if someone is a customer of ours, they can see a dashboard where they can see one, which kind of journalists or media have been interested in them, kind of like LinkedIn style, seeing who's been interested in your profile, who's downloaded an image, who's requested a sample, see how many messages you've received and requests you've seen for your brand. And then also you can see elements like website traffic and also what is like the readership of the publication that you did land in. So how many views did that article get? How many clicks to your website did that get? How many purchases did that result in? So you kind of see an end-to-end of where you are in the process of, okay, I've, I've put myself out there. I have attracted. Now I know the right media to attract. And they've come to us and seeing really the whole workflow end-to-end of who's interested, what articles could be coming out about you. And then for the ones that have been published, what are the results of those? 
I've said this before and I'll say it again. Marketing is both an art and a science. And it's an interesting time being in marketing and being in MarTech specifically where we're starting to see channels that we traditionally thought as awareness drivers, the artistic stuff, your creative, your content, your ability to reach out and build influence with people that have audiences. That's starting to be more technology driven as well. And we're also seeing things like public relations, not just being, I've got a buddy who works for the New York Times and I can get a link to you. We're starting to see affiliates merge in. It's related to SEO. We're starting to see direct response campaigns. All of these channels are starting to move from being purely awareness and getting the word out there. Yes, they're still great for it, but we're starting to see a better trackable, tangible result down at the bottom line as well. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Michelle Sanji, the CEO and founder of Presshook. If you'd like to get in touch with Michelle, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Michelle Sanji8. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-S-O-N-G-Y and then the number eight. Or you can visit her company's website, which is presshook.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.